All right, fellas, welcome back. Today, we're here with Mike Grover. Mike, how are we doing? We're doing good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, great to hear. So I actually found Mike probably, I can't remember what year it was, but it was several years ago. I think it was something you did with Penguin Mofex. I saw your name attached to it, and I thought, hey, this guy's got some slick stuff. So I started following you, and I was pretty surprised when you emailed me the other day. (laughs) I uh, (laughs) didn't know how you'd found me or that you even knew I was around, but I'm, uh, I'm glad. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think I just found you on Instagram, um, following people in the Provo music scene and saw your podcast popped up. And I'm always looking for podcasts to listen to when I'm working all day. So I've, I've heard the last couple episodes and uh, that last one you did about the Provo music scene was especially exciting to me. So wanted to reach out. Hey, yeah. So I've been reading some of your comics uh, more so in the last couple of days, but also just over the last few years and you did now i'm forgetting what it's called i think it's jake and the spookies does that sound right yeah jake spooky jake spooky that one i am a big fan of also it uh kind of shows your love for the provo music scene it's just kind of all the references in there yeah thanks i I had fun with that slipping a few little things in there yeah, it's it's a gr- it's a great time. Well, Mike, let me hear about how you got into making cartoons. What was that? What was the process there? Yeah, man. Um, so I've been making cartoons in one form or another since I was a kid. Always liked drawing. Always liked reading uh, newspaper comic strips. That was big for me. Um, and then when I was in high school, I started playing around with uh, Adobe Flash make an animation with that. You remember Flash? Oh, yeah. Back I did a lot of day, watching. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homestar Runner, all that stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I was into that. And then uh, I went to BYU for animation. I was in the animation program there. And then uh, after graduating from BYU, I started freelancing full-time. So that's the that's the short version. Hey, that's pretty good. I so I mean, I'm trying to put this together because as a child and even now I love cartoons and I love animation and I spent hours watching just flash animations wondering how to even do it. And how did you I guess how did you figure it out? Like cuz I have never been good at drawing. I guess I never figured out how to do it on the computer. I never tried really, I guess, but where did you, as a, as a kid, I guess you might have just started drawing stuff all over everything. Were you that kid that was just like... I definitely <laughs> drew a lot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was I was making my own comic strips as a as a little kid. I was into it. And, uh, and I was lucky. I had very supportive parents on that front. My dad always liked to draw, so he would draw with me and he would get me um, art supplies. And, uh, and then as far as the digital element... Uh, when I was in high school, yeah, I guess it was ninth grade, I took a computer graphics class at school. Uh, and so that's where I learned Photoshop and, and started to figure out how to bring art into the computer side of things. And, um, and so, yeah, I was, I was lucky that, you know, again, my parents helped me out and got me some software when I was pretty young so that I could start playing around with making that stuff. Yeah, that's neat. I'm a big fan of your style also, by the way. It's very, I almost feel like Thank it's you. misleading 
because I enjoy, I, I love <laughs> comics and stuff like that, that obviously it's not in the most yeah. detailed. And I have felt like, mm-hmm. hey, I could probably draw something like this, and then I can't. And then, because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it looks simple enough, but at the same time, it's it's kind of, you know. I mean, it, it, it obviously, it takes talent, takes work to be able to draw anything like that, but I don't know. I think I just see it on the surface level, and I'm like, hey, I can, maybe I can draw, but I it just takes practice, and I have not practiced. I'm trying, though. Sure. No, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying, because uh, I want to make stuff that feels accessible um, and simple, and then there's a couple other things there. Like, I'm definitely working within my strengths, like kind of playing to my strengths. Because uh, when I was in school and I was studying figure drawing and anatomy and uh, perspective and all this stuff, I realized that I wasn't naturally good at the, the really technical stuff, um, the really complicated, detail-oriented approach to drawing. Um, and so I have intentionally gone for a very like stripped-down, loose style, uh, which also helps me work quickly, which is important. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my jam as well, just that kind of style. So I really dig all the stuff you've been doing. Do you also, I, I assume you do, you write all of the, the like dialogue yourself? Yeah, all the comics on, on Grover Tunes, my website, I, I wrote those as well. Dang, that's, I was, uh, I really like Arfur. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, Jake Spooky as well. There's Thank just you. some really funny lines, and I wish I would have saved them, like bookmarked the ones I was thinking about. But there are a couple times where it's, uh, it made me, made me laugh. So I'd encourage everyone to go look at that. I'll, I'll leave links everywhere I can. But, uh, where is it? Yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I'm glad, I'm glad you like Arfur. That one, I think, struck a chord with, uh, my fellow 90s kids who grew <laughs> up on PBS. Yeah. I just, uh, how much, uh, what's the word emphasis you put on him walking in the street at the beginning? <laughs> it's it's like actual Arthur, but a lot I feel like a lot more intense, but kind of in a goofy way. Yeah. I don't know how Buster comes out and he's like, "You're in the street, get out of the street." That's pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, again, definitely Thank check you. out check that stuff out, everybody out there, because it's it's hilarious. Now, when you working yeah. as a freelancer, what kind of stuff are you doing? Like, people just hit you up and say, "Hey, I need a a drawing," or what's? I guess how does that work for like animation? Yeah, good question. Um, so most of my work is for ad agencies. Ah. Um, so people that are producing commercials or online videos for different companies. Um, and and yeah, it's mostly been word of mouth. Uh, it's something I kind of fell into doing because I graduated from BYU and uh, didn't really know what I was going to do. Uh, most of my peers were trying to get jobs at uh, animation studios, like movie studios and TV studios. But I didn't have a very focused portfolio and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. And um, But there was a company in, in Utah that needed some commercial animation work and I just started doing that and uh, realized that I liked that lifestyle doing freelance work and being able to jump from project to project and then in my downtime i i had control to be able to work on my own stuff yeah that's definitely nice kind of setting your own schedule taking what you want and not really feeling like you need to do anything you don't want to 
that's yeah yeah that's for sure and i've done both i worked uh, i worked full-time for an agency for a little while but yeah i definitely like freelancing better and and there's definitely downsides to it it can be feast or famine and it can be a little bit stressful but i i think i prefer it to the alternative so what does that look like for like you said like doing a freelance thing for ad agencies what exactly i mean i'm not trying to dig too hard into your personal life or anything but i'm just trying to understand like like your style of everything i guess i just don't know exactly what that would look like like what are they asking for i guess yeah yeah it's a good question because definitely the kind of weird arfer comic stuff that isn't what i'm doing for for these corporations when they hire me um (laughs) so yeah, so I'll, I'll work for one of these agencies, and they'll have a bunch of clients, and if, uh, especially if they have too much for their in-house team to handle, then they'll reach out and commission me for a project. Um, and then I'm usually doing motion graphics for them in After Effects, um, so like, uh, like text and shape layers kind of whipping around for a... Um, uh, for a commercial, right? And, and I do have a section on my website specifically for that. You can see some of the more corporate stuff I've, I've worked on. Um, I kind of tuck it away in a corner in the website because <laughs> it's not the stuff that's most personally relevant to me. Um, but that's what pays the bills is, is the slightly more uh, sterile corporate approach to animation. Yeah, I guess they're the guys that have the money, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah, ones needing that kind and of And every money. now and then... Yeah, every now and then I'll get a client who who wants to get a little crazy and and will let me do more hand-drawn cartoony stuff and that's fun too. Definitely. So, Mike, I want to hear about your inspirations. What are your favorite things and what still kind of keeps you going and creative these days? Like what are you into? Yeah, good question. So I mentioned newspaper comic strips at the beginning. That that was definitely where it all started was uh, reading Peanuts, Charlie Brown comic <laughs> strips, Calvin and Hobbes, Farside, that kind of stuff. Um, and then from there, I, I discovered other graphic novels. Uh, there's a graphic novel series called Bone by Jeff Smith, oh, yeah. which is really cool. Um, so I'm a fan of that. Uh, yet... Homestar Runner, definitely a big inspiration. Um, one one thing that I continue to t- take inspiration from with those guys uh, was how they created a kind of a pure space on the internet that feels a lot different from our current social media internet. Yeah, definitely. It was very, I mean, I guess it was kind of quick, but also the, the humor was really... I don't want to say simple in like a dumb way, but simple in like a easy to digest, real nice, have a good time kind of way, you know? It wasn't super, like you said, accessible. It's it's there. Anybody can get into it. But I yeah. don't know why I didn't think of that. When uh, looking at your stuff now, I'm kind of like, I can see, I can see some Homestar Runner influence in this. But Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you. Um yeah, it, yeah, the humor, it was very accessible. And then I also just love how cohesive that world was, that you would go log on to their website oh, yeah. and there weren't any ads. And there wasn't, it didn't feel as frenetic as a lot of uh, websites at that time felt like. 
and now with everything being social media feeds it feels much more like corporate and sterile than what they made so so on my own website now i'm trying to make something that feels a little bit more like that that bygone era of the internet hey i think you're you're nailing it though the style of i'm just looking at it right now the style of your text the grover tunes it gives me that that same feel now i know you wanted to talk thank you yeah definitely I know you want to talk a little bit about your new comic, Deeply Dave. I have skimmed it, just the first little bit here. And I enjoy the style, like I've said about all of your stuff so far. That's not, I guess it's not going to change. I'm going to enjoy it. But it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know how to describe it. I like the dark colors, how it's a lot of just like blue. The music also is excellent that goes along with it. But. Yeah, yeah, the music turned out pretty rad. That's by Eric Robertson of uh, New Shack and Pleasant Pictures in Provo. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, so so yeah, the music was really cool. And then uh, we, we also tried some, some new kind of exciting things with the user interface there. My, my buddy Andrew Jensen uh, did the web development so we have the music kind of fade in and out and change to different tracks as you scroll through the comic. Um, and we also did tried out some things with the, uh, with the front cover page where things are on kind of a different layer as you scroll. So yeah, tr- trying out some new stuff that I was pretty excited about. And uh, so that comic, so Deeply Dave, uh, to give a little synopsis for your listeners, that's about a, a deep sea diver looking for his mom at the bottom of the ocean. We got some alien monsters and crazy stuff like that. And uh, it's it's a little bit more ambitious than my other projects. So this is going to be a six-episode kind of series. My other ones have been, you know, one or two episodes. So we're excited about it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty excited about it, too. I read, I think, just the first one. I don't know if there's more out than that, but it's uh, it's neat. Yeah, just the one episode out so far. It's also more animation heavy. I guess that's what you mean by ambitious than your other projects. Like every yeah, every uh piece here is animated. So, yeah, lots of animation and that's been yeah, it's it's taken a long time. That's the the downside to that. Now, how long does something like this take you? Like not I guess the adding the music and all the other web development stuff, but how long would something like this first episode of Deeply Dave take you? Like, I don't know how many panels this is, like 20 or so, or I might be. Yeah, good good question. Well, yeah, and the, the episode in total, so I guess it has a few different sections within the episode, but the full episode is about 100 panels. Oh, um, man. And it, it takes a long time. <laughs> I, I haven't been tracking my hours on this one, so I'm not exactly sure. Um like I said, I, I do try to do the drawing as fast as possible in kind of a loose style, but then the animation takes a while. And then with this story in particular, it's gone through a few iterations where I've, I've redone it a couple times. So the writing took a long time on this one. On and off, I've been, you know, writing down ideas or working on the story for this for a couple years while I've been doing other projects. Man. Yeah, it's really, I'm a big fan, and I'm ready for it to continue, but I mean, I understand it takes, oh, it takes, a, it takes a second to get that going. 
Yeah, it takes a little while, but I'm I'm hopeful I'll be able to to crank these episodes out within the year, and uh, hopefully, I'll I'll be able to figure out a way to monetize these with like a um, with a Patreon or a Kickstarter or something, and then I can put more time into them because definitely the comics are my favorite thing to work on. Yeah, that's the the hard part. I think the well, I mean, obviously, yeah. being able to make the animation and everything in the first place is not that is not easy i'm not trying to sell that as the easy part but marketing it you know you find something you really like and then it's like oh this guy has like 10 people that see it and you just it's all marketing these days i feel like you make something and yeah, then man, get people tough. to see it yeah yeah it's hard and and it can be um it can feel kind of toxic leaning into that side of it recently i i did kind of a bold maybe stupid thing and deleted my instagram um and have decided to just kind of focus on on making the work and and promoting my website through more old-fashioned means and we'll see how that goes now what are old-fashioned means you have a newspaper ad (laughs) (laughs) you know i have thought about that i've wondered about like what it would be like to just have like a billboard for my (laughs) website um, but no, I, I have an email list. Uh, so just like, you know, send in, send in the link to people I know and then trying to get people to sign up for the email list. Cause it seems like then I have a little bit more control over who sees my work instead of being kind of subject, subjected to the algorithms. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, or, you know, like I, I joined a, a discord channel with some other artists and sent them the link. Um, you know, trying to do more like Word person to person. Stuff. Yeah. 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 So we'll see that that kind of thing doesn't scale very well, but I'm, I'm doing it more also for my own like mental health and, and just being able to focus on the work instead of always thinking about um, performance on social media. So I might eventually go back to social media once, once I've built up my body of work a little more. Yeah, I feel you though. When it feels more, just like you were saying with uh, Homestar Runner and how that's kind of void of this, because I don't even know how I found it. I'm sure it was just some kid at my school that was like, yeah. "Check this out," you know. But I feel yeah. like everybody had that guy that told them about Homestar Runner, and that's the thing. Uh-huh. Social media is all about watch my thing, click on this. I'm trying to get money from you, kind of thing. And I, I also hate that. I'm not a fan but I also don't know yeah. how else to do it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it can have value for sure. I've discovered a lot of beautiful things through social media, so there's a good way to do it, but it, yeah, it can definitely be exhausting. So I don't know what the solution is. What, what about you with your podcast? What's your approach? Honestly, I'm awful at all things social media. I barely posted when it was just for whatever, but this has kind of given me something yeah. to post about. So that happens. I'm trying to get into the whole, I want to make like videos. I also really want to try to learn how to animate, but that's going to take, that's going to be a a lifelong endeavor, I think, because I can barely write (laughs) like handwriting. My handwriting's garbage. It hasn't improved since I was in kindergarten and that's been told to me many times, but I'll figure it out. That's funny. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. You don't, you don't need, you don't need good handwriting to animate. You can do it for sure. I think it just translates into my ability to draw and make lines and that kind of stuff. I'm not good. Uh-huh. So it's I'm going to practice, though, and we'll see. Yeah. Because the dream is I'd love to voice act, 
And I'd also, it's almost, I'm trying, almost putting myself in the position of if I'm voice acting something, I want to be able to make it so I don't have to ask someone if I can voice act on their thing. Yeah. Because that's uh-huh. scary to me. But uh-huh. <laughs> just got to kind of put myself out there, I guess. That's the whole, that's life, I guess. <laughs> just put yourself out there. Do it. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, and man. I don't know. I think I think there's value in just with any creative endeavor, just kind of jumping in and not being afraid of making something ugly at first. Oh, yeah. You know, that's I you think that's it. it's scary. That's part of the whole process. You got to make a bunch of stuff that kind of sucks in order to make something yeah. good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Man, well, speaking about yeah, that's promotion. Cool. And, oh, sorry. Go for it. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was kind of changing the subject. If you got anything else to say, let's hear it. Well, I, w- I was going to ask more about what, what you're up to because, oh, you know, I'm, I'm taking this taking this off track here. I wanted to know, you're so you're working on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> are you in school right now or are you working? I, uh, or what are you I graduated, to? actually, just a couple months ago. Oh, uh, nice. Congrats. Yeah, I graduated with a degree in journalism, so I basically just got a degree. Uh-huh. But I like to write. <laughs> no, man, I you're like, doing uh, it right now. I guess you're right. I, I've never actually, I didn't put that together. Until I thought about when someone asked me about what I was doing. And I guess that is a very journalism thing to do as a podcast. But yeah. I just, I've always enjoyed writing. I like talking. And I was like, how do I get paid money to talk or make something up? And I felt journalism was the best route to help me do that. And I really, I enjoyed my schooling experience, but I I don't feel like, I guess a lot of it translates into your everyday job, but it's like, I want to have, I want to do something where, I feel confident enough to say, hey, put me on, I'll produce your thing, or I'll, I don't know, write a story or do something like that. I don't like traditional yeah. media, like the journalism, like writing in a newspaper, working in a news office, or that kind of stuff. I kind of like mm-hmm. the, uh, like you're saying, like the uh, the independent side of it, that you can tell a guy yeah. made it. Like looking at your stuff, yeah. you can tell it's like, this is a guy doing what he wants to do, and no one's telling him how to do it or what to do. And that's what I love about, I guess, the internet and how a lot of, in my case, recording equipment is accessible and you can just make it work. You can do it yourself. You don't have to go through an organization to record anything or put your stuff out there. So I enjoy that. I don't know how it's going to make me any money yet, but for now it's, it's for the love of the game and that's, that's what it's all about. Totally, man. Yeah. And and there's stuff I'm sure you've seen with with uh, people leaving you know traditional publishers to write on substack and stuff like that right like it definitely seems like yeah. there's a new era of independent journalism oh yeah definitely i think independent everything is kind of going going up i see a lot of in the future if i had to predict yeah. i'm not i don't proclaim to be smart <laughs> in any way but i think it's that's kind of where everything's going to move like i don't know if you've listened to the band wolfpack yeah, yeah. They are all independent, and they're they put their the stuff out themselves. They do everything themselves, and they recently last year uh, sold out Madison Square Garden, or was it twenty nineteen? I don't remember. But yeah, they played a yeah, show there. Yeah, I watched that show. That show was nuts. Yeah, I just think about them coming from like a basement, just playing music because they wanted to, and so many people telling them get an agent, do this, and they're like, nah, we're just gonna still do it ourselves and it worked 
And I enjoy that because it's also, you can tell it's just them doing what they want to do. It takes the, the corporate, how do we just make people like an easily, easily digestible in a different way. Like we want to yeah. make something that'll hit top of the charts, be on the radio. And that, that whole side of it, the corporate get everybody to like it or at least look at it kind of thing. I'm, I'm a fan of how they've done it. But totally. That's yeah, the, those that's guys the are idea. cool. There's another artist I was just thinking about while we were talking about promoting things. Uh, an artist in LA. He goes by the name, I think, John Wayne. All one word. He uh, uh-huh. put out an album. And when you're talking about traditional means, the first thing that came to my mind, he put out an album, but he put it out over like CB radio. And you had to be huh. in a certain area of Los Angeles and tune into a certain station to hear it. And I was yeah. like, hey, I don't know how I that worked that out for him. Yeah, that's it's slick, but I don't know how productive it was. But at the same time, who cares? That's really cool. It is cool. And I think there's something to be said for like artificial scarcity where yeah. like when if you feel like you have to put in some effort to to get the thing, it feels more valuable. Oh, yeah. Well, like if you were to put out just like a little comic book, like a tiny one and just kind of have it at random locations, but only like 20 of them. Then you're like, hey, fellas, yeah. go find it. Good luck. I've thought about doing that with, because uh, I make music that's not good, but I'd always thought it would be <laughs> fun to just slap a bunch of it on some cassette tapes and then just like leave it at DI mm-hmm. and be like, hey, guys, yeah. if you're trying to get this, go to the DI, see if it's there. Yes, yes, yeah, that kind of stuff is awesome. Totally. Or like, uh, like, didn't Beck release some music, but he only he released the sheet music, right? Do you remember that? I don't know if I've heard of that. When was that? It was it was a while ago, and I'm probably getting the details wrong, but I think he just released the sheet music for an album, so you had to like buy the sheet music and play the music to hear the music he'd written. Hey, I love that. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great move. Also, I'm sure not many people have heard it. I'm, actually, you could probably YouTube it and someone's put it out there. But right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and someone might might correct me on the details there, like I said. But even if he didn't really do that, it's it's a cool that's idea. That's still yeah, that's still a great idea. Yeah, Get yeah. I've thought about doing something. This is a this is an idea exclusive. Breaking news. Something I might try is. Uh, having a website where I do a, like a stream of some looping animation with music from my friends or from some of these other bands I've worked with. And it's like a, like a pirate radio kind of thing, like an underground radio thing where you, you tune in to watch the looping yeah. animation and hear the music, but it's only up for like a couple hours, you know, starting at midnight and you have to, you have to log in and you can listen to the music and maybe there'd be like a chat room where you can hang out. Oh, and that would be so gone. cool. Like a chat room where no one really knows who anyone is kind of thing. You just have an Yeah, like you can name. make it's, up what your name is. It's a real, this is a one time, you're here to hear this and you live the moment and that's it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's slick. Hey, if uh, that happens, I'm going to be looking out for it. Cool. That yeah. sounds like, uh, <laughs> so if you least, want any help. It'll, it'll at least be uh, you and me in there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if you need any help with that, I'm... Uh, I'll try. I'll do my best to do something, but okay, I'm cool. I'm interested. Cool. 
But yeah. hey, what's yeah, your relationship good. to the Provo music scene? Because I see you've worked with like everybody. You've done something <laughs> for it, seemingly everyone there. Yeah, thanks. I've tried to tried to elbow my way into all my favorite bands <laughs> in one way or another. Um, yeah, when I was going to school in Provo, I loved going to Valor. Would hang out there all the time. Um, I, I played in a band for a little while, um, but wasn't you know that never really went anywhere. It was just another way to like hang out at Valor more. <laughs> and uh, I took took music lessons from Stuart Maxfield for a little while, and that oh, was awesome. Oh, man, Stu. Yeah, the man himself. So, yeah, I was a big fan, and then when I started freelancing, uh, I, I wanted to work with those guys. So I think uh, I think the first thing was I just emailed Eric Robertson and Nate Pfeiffer because I knew they were producers, so I figured they would they have, have connections something. to all yeah. the other bands. Um, which it turns out they all, I mean, they all know each other. They all hang out with each other, so I could have probably emailed any any member of any of those bands. Um, and it would have worked out the same, but, but those guys were super cool, um, super nice. They immediately had projects for me to jump on. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. Dang. That's one of my favorite parts. And I'm sure I said it on that episode talking about the Provo music, but it's just, that's also something that's very accessible and everybody's always doing something like even me, I don't do a lot of anything that they would need, but I've been able to hop on stuff and help them out with whatever. But all those guys are cool. They've always got something cooking. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you said you helped with the the cassette tapes, right? Yeah, that's another, same way you did it. I I think I just DM'd somebody on Instagram and was like, hey, you fellas want tapes? Because someone was doing an album (laughs) release, and I was like, you got any, uh, you doing CDs or what? I'll make you some tapes, because I had like, oh, I think I had like 40 blank tapes just hanging out, and I was like, hey, I'll do it. I mean... If you if that's something you're yeah. interested in, and that was yeah, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. What what year did you start going to shows? Uh, twenty fifteen. Okay. Believe. Okay. Cool. Yeah. When were you there? Yeah, that's so. So I I started going to shows a lot. Uh, two thousand twelve, and okay. then I moved I moved back to Florida in at the beginning of twenty eighteen. Ah, okay. So. We so might have crossed no question then. we were at some of the same at some of the same concerts yeah definitely in fact uh on your on your instagram for the podcast um i think you posted in one of your posts there was a picture of your buddy clark yeah my man clark and i don't yeah i don't know clark but i've definitely seen clark <laughs> like yeah he's I hard to miss and i was like oh yeah i've seen that guy <laughs> Yeah, he's always he's the guy that I talked with with the Provo music. He is the one who showed me it. I uh, yeah, because I moved here from Nevada, and then we right. were roommates, and he was just like, "Hey, you like music? Let's go to this." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." But yeah, he's hard to miss. He's got that the brilliant red hair, and yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, shout out to your friend Clark. <laughs> yeah, good old Clark, man. He's the best. But let's see. It looks like we're winding down here. We're reaching the uh, about half hour mark. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else we need to say here, Mike? Besides, go check out Mike's stuff. I'm going to put links to everything everywhere because it's people should Not, see it. It's good thanks, stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, like I said, in, in honor being on the pod, uh, we'll definitely have to collaborate again sometime. And, and uh, 
yeah th- shout out to all the all the cool provo bands who have been nice enough to work with me go check them out too yeah definitely well i think that'll be it then uh mike cool, man. thank you and uh see you guys later <laughs>